Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to be looking at copper cabling. We'll be discussing characteristics of copper cabling, the types of copper cabling, unshielded twisted pair, also known as UTP, shielded twisted pair, known as STP, and then finally, we're going to look at coaxial cable. This episode is part of my series on introduction to networks. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Copper cabling is probably the most common cabling out there. And this happens for a couple of reasons. It's inexpensive. It's very cheap when you compare it to fiber optics and wireless. Wireless is starting to be a little bit cheaper now, but copper definitely is the most common one out there. It's inexpensive. It's easy to stall. It's very forgiving. You can bend it. Think of an electric cord or an extension cord. You can bend it, you can move it around and it doesn't break. So it's fairly easy to install. You can actually put the ends on it yourself and you can do it fairly cheaply. You can go to a store and buy a cheap pair of $20 crimpers and put it in there. But you you get what you pay for on those. Uh, end crimpers can start at $20 and they go all the way up to a couple hundred dollars. And I've used the expensive ones and they're really nice and they work great. The cheaper ones, I probably take two or three ends to put it on and get it right, but you can definitely do it. So it is easy to install and, and you can run it through walls and over ceilings and all that kind of stuff fairly easily. And it's got a low resistance for the electricity to go through. There are some limitations though to our copper cabling. The first one is attenuation. Attenuation is the longer the electrical signals have to travel, the weaker they get. Now, the further away from the source, that it gets is the weaker the signal. Think about somebody you're standing next to and you're talking. As you walk further and further away, the signal gets quieter and quieter and harder to understand. That is attenuation happening. The, the signal is being harder to understand. Same thing happens with using copper wire. The longer the cable, the less the signal travels through there, the harder that signal is to understand. So we have that limitation. Another one is interference. We have interference from a couple different sources. We have electromagnetic interference and we have radio frequency interference. They, they, they generate signals, different devices generate signals that interfere with the electricity going through the cable. And even the cables themselves, the pairs, when, when put together, they generate signals that interfere with the wire right next to them. And that's typically what we talk or consider crosstalk. How we take care of that is a couple ways. Cable length. The shorter the cable, the better the signal. The better the chance the signal has to get through. We have some shielding and grounding we do with our cables, where basically we wrap some metal braiding around it or we wrap some aluminum foil. We take that and run it to a ground, and that'll absorb any interference signals coming to it. And then also how we twist the pairs of wires together, that also eliminates a lot of that electromagnetic interference and crosstalk from radio frequency interference. If you like this episode on copper cabling and you get value out of it, and depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, subscribe to my channel, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. 
You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. We normally have three types of cable, copper cable in today's world. We have unshielded twisted pair, shielded twisted pair. Yes, they're both twisted pair, but one is shielded, one is unshielded, and one is coaxial. Now, the unshielded twisted pair has got some parts to it. Number one here in the gray, that's the outer jacket. It, it holds the wires together. It protects it from some physical damage. Number two, we're looking at the twist and how those you twist the wires together, eliminate crosstalk. And it, it's really weird how it works. How you twist those together eliminates interference. And as you'll see, as we talk about the different types of unshielded twisted pair, there we, we talk about the twists in there. And then number three is these color-coded plastic jackets we put on there. It isolates the wires from the other wire, plus it lets you easily identify which wire is which wire on the end of a very long cable. And so it's easy to identify it that way. Shielded twisted pair, very similar to that unshielded twisted pair, we have the outer jacket. Um, the outer jacket on the shielded twisted pair is typically thicker or it's made of a different, more protective material than the normal plastic used on the unshielded twisted pair. Number two is one of the difference here on a shielded twisted pair. What this is, is, is typically a metal braiding or a piece of foil, think aluminum foil. And what it is, it runs around the wires and it runs the entire length of the cable. We then take that, that protective layer, number two, and we run it to the ground. And any interference that is coming for those wires, that shield will, will absorb it and then run it to the ground and it won't cause interference. Some cables even wrap the pairs of wires in foil themselves and there'll be four sets of wires wrapped up in there. Some, some cables do, some cables don't. And then four here in this picture represents our color-coded pairs and, and then twisting of them together. Now, this is a this is a drawn up version of what's happening. Here's a picture of, of what it actually looks like. And here you can see the metal braiding right here. This is all the metal braiding. It could be aluminum foil. And then each one of these pairs here have metal foil, a grounded foil rolled on them. And each one absorbing any interference that possibly could come in there. The other type of common copper cable we use a lot in today's world is a coaxial cable. It's a little bit different on how it's configured compared to the shielded and unshielded twisted pairs that we just talked about. Think about it. Electricity needs a complete path to travel. And with a coaxial pair, the center core, number four here in this diagram, is one conductor. And so it needs a return path for electricity. And what it does is it uses that protective shielding, that braid right there, number two in our drawing, they use that to return the signal. It also absorbs any interference coming in, but it also returns the electronic signal. And so number one is our protective outside shielding. Number two is our braiding here, our woven wire. Normally it's copper to absorb any signals and return the electricity back. We have three as an insulator to keep the 
braid and the center core part. And number four is where the main signal gets sent out there. That's that's where the signal gets sent out. And so that all works. Now on the ends of coaxial cables, we have special connectors. They, they have their own type of connectors. Here are three of the most common ones. We have BNC, an N-type, and an F-type. F-type is what you connect into the back of your TV or into your cable modem. That's the one we're used to. BNC and the N-types, those are a little bit more specific. They're typically used in wireless communications, especially where you have some least frequencies or direct point-to-point. -point. Not your normal Wi-Fi, but think about it's when you take Wi-Fi and you put some external antennas on it. That's when you when, when you have these wireless solutions that have these bigger antennas on it, you're gonna need specialized connectors. And for me, whenever I deal with any of this, I always deal with talk with my sales engineer. What cables do I need with this antenna? And a lot of times they'll even recommend what antenna do I need for this application. And they can usually work with me. They're the experts in it. So if you ever have to deal with coaxial cables or getting some external antennas for wireless stuff, definitely work with your sales engineer, your sales rep, to make sure you get the equipment you need to make it all work, including the cables. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on copper cabling. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on introduction to networks. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on introduction to networks. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.